This is Barbara with Canna Girl Speaks Podcast. My voice, your voice. Good evening, everybody. This is Barbara with the Canna Girl Speaks Podcast, and I am so excited to be recording uh, this evening. Um, I'm, I'm excited to be uh, recording um, this month because this month is considered Women's History Month. And I wanted to bring on a young lady that um, I do admire. Um, I, she's uh, doing a lot of things in our community of Corsicana. And so I wanted to bring her on, bring her on in honor of Women's History Month because she is making history. And so uh, without further ado, I'd like to introduce Ms. Christine Janeska. Janeska. Janeska, yes. yeah. So <laughs> if I struggle with her last name, uh, I apologize, but I'm going to let her uh, get, do some more uh, int- uh, talking about herself. So I wanted to tell the listener audience a little bit about who, who Christine is. Okay. Um, I'm Christine Janeska. I came to Corsicana in the eighth grade. I was originally born and raised in Tyler. Oh. My grandparents... Um, live here mm-hmm. in Corsicana, and they raised us from the eighth grade on. I have two sisters. I have an older—I'm the in-between. So um, we were 10th grade, 8th grade, and 6th grade when we moved here. Oh. And um, it, was a, it was a hard transition into this community just because we came from a very different background mm-hmm. and upbringing. And I— Quickly got involved in school um, with the help of many mentors um, in the school district, and I have been here ever since. I am married. We're going on 27 years. Oh, wow. And I have a 26-year-old daughter, Brooke, that graduated from Corsicana, and she is now the pharmacist at HEB. Oh, wow. And we have a daughter that just turned 21. She's still at Tech, and she is pursuing. She's graduated with her bachelor's mm-hmm. in May, and she's pursuing her education in. Um, she's wanting to be a licensed professional counselor, okay. and um, kind of her niche and what she's wanting to um, devote her career in is um, children that have suffered from abuse and trauma. Oh, okay. So we're proud of her. And um, my husband, he's been at his same job at Crestline since he's moved here. <laughs> so he never intended to graduate from A&M and stay yeah. in Corsicana, yeah. he said. But we met, and he never left. Oh, so. okay. And after completing um, my high school from graduation, I went to Navarra College for a year mm-hmm. and um, did not complete my education there. And I, But I never left Corsicana. Yeah. So... And I started with a local community bank um, right after I married Scott. And and I actually started in banking um, as a temporary mm. through a temp agency, um, filling in for a, a lady that was the receptionist mm-hmm. at City National. And she was going out on maternity leave. And um, I, by the time she was coming back, I was offered a permanent position and never really considered myself to go into banking at all. It wasn't anything that I um, had a passion about or that, you know, Yeah. it was just one of those things. It was a job at that moment. Yeah. And I worked there for 10 years and um, was offered a position with what was Citizens National Bank. 
and I'm going on 18 years there. Wow. Wow. And so you're, what is your position at this time? Right now, I have many titles. (laughs) (laughs) I am a, the regional uh, manager for several branches. Oh, wow. uh, And Corsicana being my home branch. And I am also head of our mortgage company wide. Mm. So I manage all of the mortgage lending lenders and um, regulation and everything we do mortgage related. And I, also, I'm a commercial lender as okay. well here. So, Well, so you have a wealth of experience. And, um, you know, just hearing your story, you know, you rose up in the ranks. You know, you're from small town Corsicana. So um, was it hard, you know, just, you know, and we talked earlier um, about being in a male-dominated field, you know. And so how what, did you have any challenges? I mean, I know sometimes as women, we have to prove ourselves, you know, <laughs> that we can do the job, you know. Yes. And so um, now that you're in the role that you are, are you, I mean, was it hard getting there? Yeah. Um, yes and no. I um, when I went when I came to work for Citizens, I started out as a banking officer, mm-hmm. and I had a very small loan um, lending authority, and it was just kind of a a start into lending. And it wasn't long after that that I did receive my first promotion to assistant vice president. Mm. But I am very dedicated. I'm I I'm very obsessive in nature in all aspects, very driven, driven. and. When I do something, I'm going to do it right yeah. or to the best of my ability. It's not I'm not perfect. Yeah. I make mistakes. But that was quickly noticed, I, I feel, um, from our senior management team and the board of directors. And I started there in 2004 and in 2010 was approached by our CEO at that point in time that he wanted to send me to the um, Swigsby is what it's called, but it's the um up at SMU, it's the Graduate School of Banking, oh. and it's a three-year program, so it's a big commitment. And he, I'll never forget him saying, "I want you to go through this." And I was like, "I don't want to go to school. <laughs> I am old. I've got two little girls. No, this is not for me." And he said, "No, you you need to go." Mm-hmm. And so I went home, and I was like, "Scott, I don't know if I can do this. I've been out of school so long." And he he was very encouraging, and a lot of my friends were very encouraging. They said, you can do this. And as I thought about it more, I thought, I want to do this to show my girls yeah. that they need an education yeah. and they need to, comp- you you know, some people can rise in the ranks yeah. and, and become successful without an education. But I did want, I always felt that question when someone would say, where'd you graduate from college? Yeah. And still to this day, it bothers me yeah. when people ask me that question. And, and it's always a topic of of conversation yeah. when I'm traveling with the bank or anything. Where did you go to school? And I'm like, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so it's I wanted to provide that education and my girls at that time were like fourteen and nine, I believe. Mm-hmm. So they were old enough to understand that what I was doing and why. Mm-hmm. And um the day of my graduation, the the biggest commitment was the school um is a three year program, but you went for two solid weeks, oh, you had wow. to live in the dorms at SMU. Wow. And it was always at the end of school year oh, parties wow. yeah. and, you know, 
and I would just cry because I missed out. Oh. I was always at everything for my girls. And so I would always miss out on the end of the school year for those two mm-hmm. solid years. And it just felt like such, I was like, I'm putting my career in front of my kids. And I'm yeah. missing out on all of this end of year awards <laughs> and things. And But all of my friends would send me videos and take pictures. And then, of course, Scott would be there yeah. with them. But it was, it, it burdened my heart, yeah. you know. But the day of graduation, it was such an amazing feeling to know that I did complete it. It was not easy at all. It was very difficult. Um, But it was something that I needed to do for myself and and for my kids, just to be an example. But it was difficult to go back at that age and when I was already in my career and thinking, okay, how is this going to help me? But it did. I mean, it was a tremendous stepping stone for me to get to the next level. So. so how do you so how do you motivate uh, motivate other young ladies? You know, because, um, you know, there are a lot of challenges now, you know, and um, what would you say to let, let's just say, what would you say to your five year old self or your, you know, if you were in middle school, self, what would you say to her to her to always look towards growth and how can I make myself better? What can I do to overcome and, one of the biggest things that I have told my staff that works for me or any anybody that I felt needed to hear it yeah. um, is to never be a victim of your circumstances mm, and to always rise too. above those challenges yeah. that you can direct your future and your path. And so even when you feel like the world and obstacles are against you, you can determine whether you succeed or not. It might not always be easy, yeah. and there may be a lot of tears along the way. But I was told, you know, many times, you'll never be successful. Oh, wow. You're never going to, you know, become anything. Um, and so that really was kind of my motivation. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to show you yeah. I will do yeah. this, <laughs> yeah. you know, and you're not going to tell me that. And so. now we see her on billboards. <laughs> And on, on advertisements. <laughs> but I could have easily taken the wrong path in life yeah. and let circumstances of my childhood affect my growth and yeah. my and my just becoming successful as a mother, as a wife in in general. But um, I chose to rise above that yes. and to break that cycle. Yes. And it, it has been a challenge many times and I do struggle with um, confidence sometimes Mm -hmm. but I have to remind myself that I can't always carry the weight of the world on my shoulders and that I have to release that yeah and that's sometimes hard for me and I would say that's probably my biggest weakness is letting go and delegating yeah and not thinking that I'm the only one that can do things yeah yeah (laughs) but um so I would encourage any young lady or any anyone that has doubt, self-doubt, is just to press forward and don't be a victim of any circumstances that they may have been dealt that were. So do you worry about the future of, I mean, just because of your industry? And then, you know, we talk about the workforce. We talk about everything that's taking place, you know, you know. And so do you worry about, you know, the future of, you know, what it looks like? I mean, I know we can't predict that. We don't know that. But. You know, what does it look like for us as far as, you know, you being in your industry and, you know, new workforce coming on? You know, we have, 
you know, the millennials and we have the millennials have their kids. And, you know, what do you worry about, you know, what kind of workforce we're going to have for the future? I I do worry about it. It is a very different um, culture now, Mm -hmm. the millennials. And (laughs) I love them all, but they are challenging. (laughs) They're very demanding and they do view things very different than what. And we, I said, there, there are kids. That's yeah. what I would say. There are kids. There are kids. We yes. created them. <laughs> yes, we did. So it is a, it's a very different um, work environment and culture. And we, we, our generation, uh-huh. have to learn to adapt uh-huh. and and accommodate yeah. the requests of the millennials yeah. and, and learn and provide the technology in different ways so that we can service their needs or we're not going to have, you know, the. So what do you see? What do you see for Corsicana? For Corsicana, um, as a whole, yeah, as a whole, do you think that we'll we'll progress a little I, faster? I you do. think you see something coming, you know, above the, over the horizon? I really do feel like there has to be a point in time that we get over the hump mm-hmm. and we see the growth that we all want and and feel like. I mean, this Corsicana to me is home. Yeah, it will always yeah. be home. I'm not going to leave. Yeah. I would have left a long time ago. Yeah. And um, so I do feel like the, the new housing development mm-hmm. that's coming in, yeah. there, we need housing. We need um, places for people to go. I mean, we really have very few options. Yeah. And so I do feel like eventually we will see the growth that and we have we a lot of We have a lot of, um, of community members that are coming back. Yes. And they're coming back and they're opening up businesses. Mm-hmm. And so, I, and I, love so that. I pay attention to that. I'm like, you know, yeah. I think it's going to happen. Yes. You know, um, I'm going to have Mayor Angie from Ennis on my podcast next week. And um, I'm just excited about that. But um, I, I do believe that we're going to, of course, Canada's going to be, you know, the place. I you do know, too. Entertainment, you know, places for our millennials, our fl- millennial families to go to. Because, you know, they like to go to yes. the Metroplex. You know, I would like to go to Metroplex, but they like entertainment. They like, you know, different type of restaurants, you know, not just your traditional restaurants that we have, but just different kind of styles of, of, of I mean, restaurants. I think one of the greatest additions is our downtown oh, yeah. district. Yeah. And when, when I have visitors come here from senior management team or just customers that come in, I always love to show them the downtown area. Mm-hmm. And they're just amazed at all of the little shops and the yeah. success of it because a lot of places don't have that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. And I just, I'm very passionate about this area yeah. and the downtown area, but um, I, I'm just, I'm passionate about the housing as well. Yeah. That's just what I do. Um, I love providing ha- the first home to yeah. a young couple yeah. or even a, someone that is just ready to upsize or mm-hmm. a retirement home. I just love that feeling of mm-hmm. knowing these children have a home and that I was a part of that, yeah. you know. So the development out there, I was so happy to see and, and hear. I'm so. excited. I'm, I'm very excited because that means that we're going to have more people come, you know, yes. because when they when they're tired of the all the Dallas traffic yes. and all this, they're going to want to come to a, sm- a smaller community where everybody pretty much kind of like knows each other. Mm-hmm. And then they can go to their neighborhood store yes. then come down to their downtown, get, you know, go over to the bistro, you know, stuff like that. And just, you know, have, you know, just have a calming time. And I believe a lot of the larger industries and restaurants, they look at the housing mm-hmm. when they're assessing our economic county yeah, and yeah. the economic mm-hmm. 
impact and stuff. So I do think that having all of that will take us to a different level. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm just excited. So anyway, I am so excited that you took the time out because I know you're busy, you know, big banker, bigger banker, <laughs> and um, to um, take the time out to be on the Canada Girl Speaks podcast. Um, and just because it's Women's History Month and you are making history. And so I always give my guests an opportunity to give their shout outs to anybody they'd like to give the shout outs to. So you want to give a shout out to whoever you want to give a shout out to. Okay. Let's see. <laughs> I guess the, the biggest shout out would be to my family for always supporting me and encouraging me and picking up the slack when I'm gone and I travel. <laughs> but I and just my bank family, the the culture and the opportunities that they've provided to me through the years have been amazing. And they have made they have provided the success for me as well. I've worked hard, but they they put they laid the foundation oh, wow. for me to get there. Oh, wow. And my staff here in Corsicana, they pick up the pieces when I'm gone. And I appreciate so. that because sometimes, you know, and not every CEO or whatever, they 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 hardly give the the credit to their the people under them. And I appreciate you doing that. I I completely adore every one of them. I mean, there some of them have been with me since I started in 04. Oh, wow. And um, they're just like my kids. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't always get to focus on them, and, I, and I'm and i not a micromanager, yeah. so, but they carry the load for me. And, I mean, the success of our bank is not because of me. And it's a beautiful bank. It a is. beautiful bank. So if you haven't seen it, you need to come down and mm-hmm. see it. It's very beautiful. It is the success of, I mean, it takes all of us to work together, so. Well, that was so sweet. Well, thank you again for just coming out and being on the Canada Girl Speaks podcast. I wish you nothing but great success. Thank you. You know, and I know you're going to do, you're going to do well. Whatever next level and all that, <laughs> you're going to do well. Thank you. So, I appreciate um, it. So to, with that being said, thank you always for supporting the Canada Girl Speaks podcast. Have a safe evening and have a great weekend. And we'll see you next time. Good evening. <laughs> This is a Legacy Recording Studio production.